2XL right there. It's the Saturday show, 3 o'clock hour here on the Zone Sports Network. I'm Adrian Lizer, Jake Hatch. Thanks for joining us. We've got Will Smith back in the studio and Talon Chapel along for the ride down here setting us up. Uh, a lot of fun today so far. We're here at the Ashley Furniture Home Store, 1773 South, 300 West. A lot of people coming by. It's been a lot of fun to see the listeners coming on in, Jake. Absolutely. You know, it's been a lot of people coming by, checking things out, people buying new furniture, and it's cool. I, it's always fun to get new things. Yes. Everybody likes getting new things. Uh-huh, they do. I think furniture is one of those things that makes you like very excited because you know it's going to last for a yep. while. Like yep, it's something it you're going to add that you're like, okay, this is going to be with me for a while. And I think it, you you want to make sure you make your purchase the right way, like make sure you mm-hmm. get the right thing. But it's exciting to see people doing that. Yep, it is. And they've got tons of deals down here. So make sure you come see us, 1773 South 300 West in Salt Lake City. All right, I want to let you have a chance to hear from Keith Pompey with the Philly Inquirer, also locked on Sixers. And the point of having him on the show with Tony and Austin, or it was just Austin this time, but uh, we're kind of uh, exploring some of the free agents or trade rumors around the Utah Jazz. And yeah. Tobias Harris is obviously the one that people have uh, focused on. He's a really good player. A potentially max guy. Uh, he's been tied to the Jazz in ways that he says he would like to play for Quinn Snyder. He's on the wish list of every Jazz fan he is, out he's, there. He's, I think he's number one on every like, <laughs> like those legitimate. Who wish would you lists, like to sign? Like Kevin Durant yeah, exactly. is not coming, but Tobias Harris is at the top of everyone's list for uh-huh. good reason. He's a great player, and uh, he's been he got traded to the Sixers. Been on like his fifth NBA team, but. Uh, he's a guy that a lot of Jazz fans have been focused on. He's the type of player that every Jazz fan looks at and says, that's the piece we need mm-hmm. in the front court because it's the stretch four, the guy who can go out and shoot on the perimeter, can go also play in the interior if he needs to, but makes that floor spacing the Jazz covet so highly work. Yep, definitely. And uh, Keith had a lot of interesting things to say. He They talk about the Sixers dynamic in general, but also kind of listen to what he had to say about Tobias and why he may be attracted to a place like Salt Lake City. Very interesting conversation. Here it is with Austin and Keith Pompey. On the zone, special guest line is the host of Locked on Sixers as well as writer for the Philadelphia Inquirer. Good friend of the station, Keith Pompey, back here on the Zone Sports Network. Keith, afternoon for you, sir. How are you? We are doing just fine. Thanks for a few moments. We're previewing uh, some free agent possibilities for the Jazz this summer. But first, I want to talk to you about the situation with the Philadelphia Sixers themselves. Uh, In your opinion... Was this a failure of a season for the Sixers based on everything they had put up on the line, the process, getting to this moment, and then falling short? Was this a failure, or do you think that they are just starting out? You know, that's a great question. I I think it will be a failure if they can't bring Tobias Harris and Jimmy Butler back. You know, if one of them comes back and the other one doesn't, um, it's a failure. Um, because, like you said, they gave up so much. Um, when when you look at Tobias Harris, they gave up two first-round draft picks and a guy, Landry Shamit, who was arguably the steal of the first round. And then for Jimmy Butler, they gave up two starters, you know, another key reserve, and the second-round pick. So when you look at it, you know, the Sixers season, I know they went to game seven in the second round, but they they – they they don't they excuse me 
They had 51 wins. They won 52 the year before, and they lost in the second round in consecutive seasons. So for all the hype and everything, you know, if these two guys don't come back, it is a failure because you didn't do anything better than you did before. Now, if they come back, you can say it's incomplete, and we'll really learn a lot more about the Sixers next year. Let's let's examine that for a moment. Let's say only one or the other comes back. Which one do the Sixers, uh, if they had to choose, want back more than the other? It's It's got to be Jimmy you know, Butler, right? Well, you know, some people will say that, but then at the same time, there's two things. You know, it, it, okay, so it's <clears throat> right now, you look at Jimmy. Jimmy had the best playoffs. He probably, you can argue, he was the best player in the team in the playoffs. But then you look at Jimmy being – you know, 29, Tobias being 26, you know, uh, you look at certain injury history, like, you know, Jimmy's a little bit, you know, he, he had some injuries in the past. And then whereas Tobias is a guy who, you know, he's younger, he, he hasn't had uh, injury histories. So it, it's, it's kind of like a push, you know what I mean? Tobias is the, is the better player. But then, you know, when you're thinking what's going to happen in year four or year five, you know, Tobias, some people will say, is only going to get better, where Jimmy right now may be in the prime of his career. What's the truth with Jimmy Butler and, and the drama side of things? Because we saw what happened in uh, Minnesota. We heard about the aggressive reported challenge against Brett Brown in January. Brett Brown calling him James, and Jimmy I, appeared to take exception to that. Maybe, maybe he was having fun with it. But what's the truth between Brett Brown and the Sixers and Jimmy Butler on that level? You know, I like Jimmy Butler. You know, here's the thing, like, you know, and the funny thing is when, when Brett Brown called him James, he said, my name is Jimmy. You know, that's not the first time that I've seen Jimmy Butler say that because people always say, assume that his name is James, but it's actually Jimmy. Like, he's Jimmy Butler the third. you know. So, you know, so he always tries to, you know, make sure that, you know, people get it right. Now, the thing about Jimmy Butler is, and I think we all have friends like that or we know people, like they just happen to be louder than most. They they have a lot more expression and stuff like that. They do not mean any harm. It's just the way that they carry themselves. Now, it's one of those things where if you're not, if you don't know them, you know, you would assume that here's a guy that's being, you know, a malcontent or this and that. But that's part of his personality. Now, here's the thing. He is a guy who, you know, if he wants, if, if, if he feels a certain way, he's not going to hide it. You know, he got into disagreements with the places that he, you know, with the people he was at with in Chicago and in, you know, Minnesota. But at the same time, you know, I felt like that the thing that he got in trouble with and everyone was talking about in regards to Brett Brown, you know, I, I kind of felt like, you know, people blew it a little bit out of proportion. And here's my reason. And I don't mean to be long-winded, but it was one of those things where, you know, he was asked to give his opinion or speak up on something, and he spoke up, you know. And it just seemed like his delivery wasn't the way that people ex would have assumed it would have been. But the people who know him, you know that's how Jimmy Butler talks, you know. And he likes confrontation. He wants people to come back at him. So, you know, I, I'm, I, I kind of felt that was a little blown out of proportion just because of, 
you know, and, and half of this stuff was, you know, he wasn't just talking about himself. He was taken up for teammates. Keith Pompey with us from the Philadelphia Inquirer and Locked On Sixers. Uh, that's the, the Jimmy Butler front. Is it is it safe to say that the is the talk out there that he's leaning towards uh, coming back to Philly, or is it really just up in the air with, with Jimmy? Yeah, I think a lot of it has to do with Jimmy. You know, one minute Jimmy may say he wants to stay. The next minute, you know, he wants to go. You know, I, I think it's one of those things where, you know, would the Sixers love to have him back? Of course. But I think, you know, Jimmy just has to decide, does he feel like this is the best fit? And, you know, sometimes when people say, you know, I got to sit down and I got to talk to everyone involved, well, and you say, yeah, whatever, brother. Well, Jimmy Butler is one of those guys where you're saying, okay, he probably does because he does have a management team. You know, most of the people are from the West Coast, um, you know, or Texas. And it's, it's, it's one of those things where, you know, they just all want to, you know, get together and he wants to see what's best for them. But, you know, some days you feel like he's coming back. Some days you feel like, well, no, he may want to go somewhere else. You mentioned how much the Sixers gave up for Tobias Harris. Uh, what? Who is Tobias Harris as a as a person, and do those priorities in his personal life line up with maybe the priorities he would have in choosing his next spot to play basketball? Yeah, I mean, as a person, I'm here to tell you, he, he's a great guy. I mean, he's he's. I did a story on him a, a couple months ago, and I, I might add, it was you know Tobias is a kid, a guy who likes to give him back to the community. And, you know, you always hear stories of people doing that, you know, giving back to their community. But the thing that struck out to me was, you know, Tobias, you know, he played for several teams, and he still has uh, mentorship programs in Orlando and Detroit, and he no longer plays there. And I asked him once, I said, Tobias, why are you doing that? And he said, well, it wasn't their fault that I was traded. You know, so he still he still made a promise to those kids. And he, his goal was to honor that, and he's going to do it. You know, he also, there's a lady at his high school, and her name is Patty Smith. She's a school nurse, and she has, she co-founded a church in a school in Haiti, and Tobias funds it for her. You know, he's the one that helps her out. He does everything for her. I mean, there's kids in Queens, uh, New York, you know, where he's their father figure. He provides them with sneakers. I mean, he does a lot. I mean, I've never met an NBA player like Tobias Harris in regards to the things that he does off the court. And you know, very religious guy, religious family. You know, on the court, you know, the thing is he wants to be at a place that they're going to win. He wants to be in a place where they have a great culture. You know, like I said, he's a religious guy. I mean, it's, it's not funny, but there's been times where, you know, pre-game we're having a conversation and in the mid-sentence he'll look up at the clock and like gotta go gotta go and you're like where you going man he said oh i gotta go to chapel Mm -hmm. i mean that's just tobias i mean i I really like him you know a lot as a person and i think wherever he ends up if it's the sixers they're going to be lucky to get him back you know if it's utah he'll he'll fit in well there i mean if it's brooklyn new york wherever you know, I think that Tobias Harris is going to be, you know, a great joy for a lot of people for the way he is, not only on the court, but off the court, especially. Would you consider him to be worthy of a max money contract, Keith? 
You know, I do. I think because of, you know, there, now there are certain people who are going to say, um, you know, he's not a max guy. Look at him. He didn't get it all stars. You know, you're looking at him. You know, let, you know, if, if he goes to Utah, is he going to be the number one option? No, he's not. But, you know, it, let's be real. It's supply and demand. And because there are going to be a lot of teams that are going to have max money this year. And we know that there's a lot of players like Kevin Durant, Clay Thompson. You know, Kevin Durant will probably go to New York. Clay is going to stay where he is. So there are going to be teams who are going to have to perhaps overpay for certain players. And Tobias is one of the top ten free agents around. Half of these guys are already accounted for. So, yes, he deserves to get max money, and he is going to get max money. So, you know, if some people could say I wouldn't give it to him, but there are like six teams that are willing to do it. <laughs> so he's going to get it. So if you want him, you may have to pay him, right. or you will have to pay him. The, you price, the price becomes if you, you got you to make that decision. And the Sixers yeah. thought he was worth giving up all they did to get him into town and have him play there and then convince him, hey, we'll give you the money and you like being here already. Yeah, it's the decision you got to yeah. make. Hey, before we cut mm-hmm. you loose, Keith, have you heard anything in regards in your dealings with – has the Jazz been mentioned with Tobias Harris and anyone you've talked to? Yeah, I mean, they are. I mean, did you, you know, there are certain teams that uh, – that are really interested in him. You know, I was talking to certain people. You know, I went to Chicago, and Tobias Harris was a a hot topic. And you talk to different people from around the league, and you're asking them, you know, what they're hearing. And the Jazz is, you know, is one of the teams in the mix. You know, like the Jazz, the Brooklyn Nets, the Dallas Mavericks, um, you know, the uh, Sacramento Kings, the Sixers, of course. You know, all these teams are in the mix. And, you know, the one thing that I will say about – you know, the Utah Jazz is, you know, I, I think that they have, though I don't think, they have a great culture over there. They have great guys. And, you know, the, the people there are, you know, religious. <laughs> and when, when you look at a guy like a Tobias Harris, you know, he, he wants to be a place where there there's a winning culture. You know, Utah has that. You know, he wants to be a place where there's also a lot of great guys on the team. Utah has that. And he also wants to be somewhere, you know, where, you know, he can, you know, practice his faith and, and do things like that. So, you know, it, it kind of, like, you know, checks all the boxes that he's looking for. He's Keith Pompey, the Sixers beat writer for Philly Inquirer. Philly.com is where you get that. Also, the host of the Locked On Sixers podcast and one of the best NBA reporters in the game. Keith, can't thank you enough for a few moments. You be safe and good this summer. We'll catch up soon. Hey, thanks for having me on, fellas. Enjoy the rest of your day. There you go, Keith Pompey of the Inquirer in Philadelphia, also locked on Sixers. A lot of interesting, interesting things he had to say about Tobias Harris, yeah. what he is, what he believes Tobias is looking for, and it sounds like to me, Jake, a lot of what the Jazz have to offer check his boxes, uh-huh. and a lot of what he has to offer check the Jazz boxes. He's got. Um, Big in the community, off the court. Mm-hmm. You heard there that he still funds all these organizations for all the cities that he was in previously. Yeah. Because he said it's not my fault or it's not their fault that I was traded. Yeah. That's a very interesting way because a lot of, I think a lot of players could just say, you know what, I'm off to a new city. I'm going to make my stamp on this new city where I'm at. Tobias, not only is he funding a church in Haiti, but he is uh, still working with all his programs across the country. 
Uh, he wants to come somewhere to win. He's a max style player, so the Jazz would be interested in that. You know, he's got Jazz DNA, as they say, and it sounds like the Jazz have a lot of what he might be looking for. Is it okay not playing with a headband? That's true. That is against the rules. Uh, well, it's, it's just it's not, it's not necessarily a rule from what I hear. It's just more of a tradition thing with yeah, the Jazz. Yeah. But I, he checks every box, like you said. I do wonder if the Jazz are willing to pay him max money. To get one of these guys in there. You're I, probably going to have to. I say overpay, but yeah. I mean overpay in the way that they would have to pay more than what another con, another uh, organization might Probably, absolutely. They probably have to you pay more. No, it might be worth it. That's the thing. But the thing about the Jazz is they, I kind of, it's. I'll be fascinated to see what happens at the start of the free agency period, Jake, because they can throw max money at a guy, mm-hmm. a couple guys, but those guys are going to have like two days to decide. Yeah, you you have to because they have quick, to worry yeah. about the favors contract where they have to opt in or opt out. I think on the fifth. Something like that. It's and, the fifth, yes. Yep. And the, so if they structured they, it smart, I yeah, think. If they get a max guy to sign, they can say, thank you, Favors. You've been an amazing piece to this puzzle. We hope you get $18 million somewhere because we can't offer you that. But yeah. if they get a, if they offer a guy something, if they go to Kemba, if they go into Tobias and they say, you need to make your decision quick, that's why we're coming to you early and we're going to give you a lot of money for that reason. Now well, you decide right now. It does make for an interesting situation because those first five days of July are going to have a lot of what the future of the Jazz look like writing on it. And it's kind of crazy to think about it. Like a five-day stretch right there could yeah. really determine where their future course goes. Now a question we talked about is uh-huh. what if the Jazz you know, don't land anybody? What then? <sighs> what do you do then? Um, I can tell you this much. Jazz fans will be very restless if that yeah. were to, if that were to go, come out that way. I don't think that I think we all believe they're going to obviously they're going to put everything they can into trying to either trade or sign a piece. Yes. But you just never know. If they don't make any moves and they were to have to bring back Derek Favors, Ricky Rubio, insert whoever you think might come back, might not come back. I don't think this team's going to be any worse with those guys. That's just my take. I, I, they, I still yeah. think they'd be the same team. They'd still be a, a Western pl- Western Conference playoff team. Mm-hmm. But we have seen the ceiling for this iteration of the Jazz, I feel like. I agree with you. I think we've seen, over the course of the NBA, you've seen ceilings of pretty good teams. That yeah. You know, the the Grizzlies of old. That's an example. The, the grit and grind Grizzlies. The, yeah. the Tony Allen. Zach Randolph. Zach Randolph. Marcus Gasol. Mike Conley yeah. Grizzlies. That were pretty good. No one wanted to play them in the playoffs. That was their thing. Yes. Nobody wanted to play them, but... They weren't getting very far in the playoffs. No, and second that round. was that was a really good group of players. Mm-hmm. That was a really good team that they had down there in Memphis. And it just didn't get there. Yeah, and you you learn from history if you're the Jazz and you say we maybe maxed our ceiling. We got to change things. Absolutely, I, I I I'm with you on that. It is an interesting question if the Jazz do come up empty on remaking their roster. But I'm expecting that they're going to come through with something. That's just that's my that's my belief in what uh, both Dennis Lindsay and Justin Zanuck can do. I feel like they're re- really well respected around the league. They can get in the ear of agents. Guys like Zanuck, who's a former agent, has contacts in that world mm-hmm. that he can help really help that way. I expect there will be move or moves made for the Jazz, but there is always that concern that yeah they do come up empty and they're stuck with what they have. Which would be a disappointing 
It would be a disappointment, but, but like I said, it's still continue a, to have. It's still a playoff team. Yeah, it's still a playoff team. Like, uh, it's but just, you're no closer to a title. Exactly. So getting a guy like a Tobias Harris, like you said, it checks pretty much every box. It sounds like from what Keith Pompey said, he checks the boxes of everything Jazz fans and Jazz management and Jazz ownership seem to want and value. And he also he says he wants to go to a place where he can win, has a culture. Man, it just seems so perfect. On paper, it's right? like a For the match made in heaven. Right. Let's go. And uh, Austin said that if if they can actually get him to come into town that he would lean heavily I on Tobias this. to yeah. just just sign with the Jazz. Inca, infidel, yeah. I, it sounds like it's a place he would enjoy being. Yeah. It sounds like, obviously, the Jazz would love having him. Keith seems to think he is one of the best people he's ever covered in the NBA, so a lot of things really match up there for the two. I I like it on paper. Yeah, I think everybody does. Yeah. And he I, would be a major piece. Yep. Uh, we're here at the Ashley Furniture Home Store, 1773 South 300 West. They've got a lot of great deals for you. Um, they got huge discounts on last year's Tempur-Pedic and Stearns and Foster models. They've got, uh, you can stop in here and you head out to the clearance section. Mm-hmm. There's up to 90% off on certain merchandise back there. So go walk around, look for those tags, get out of here with a sweet deal. You know, they've also extended their memorial savings and you can finance your purchase. Six years, no interest. Take advantage of their no credit needed lease and option. I wanted to mention that for a second here, Adrian. That no credit lease option, I have a good friend, Robbie, who works with Ashley Furniture. It's a fantastic thing. If you want to come in, you can get whatever you want for a low down payment. You can take it home today. I think it's an incredible yeah, feature. Get, get a great low down payment, like yeah. you said, and take home some of your dream furniture. Yeah, prog- Progressive Leasing does a great job with Ashley Furniture, so check them out. Come on by. We'd love to see you guys. We've got some jazz gear. We usually run out by now. Yep, and we're getting close. Some people yes. have come by, but we've got a bunch of take-note shirts left over. Come see us. We're having a great time. Tell them we'll give you a, a hug, a high-five, whatever you want. A chest bump. Yes, a flying chest bump. Yes. Flying, full on. <laughs> Come on, Talon. <laughs> we want to see your ups. No, you don't get to tackle. There's ups. I've seen you get up on the golf course when you've missed putts. I've seen you jump around a little bit. By the way, did you see that picture that Phil Mickelson put on his Twitter of him jumping at the U.S. Open? It's like obviously doctored, and he's like jumping like four feet in the air. I'll show you in the break. Okay, well, because you know around. how he jumped at the U.S. Open, like it was like oh yeah, and it was like he doctored it. It looks like he's like jumping like three feet. In the That's air. really funny. His uh, <laughs> social media presence has been really funny. Yeah, he, awesome. The other day, he went after uh, um, Bubba Watson. Yeah, he like did. joked about him. So, yep. um, all right, uh, we'll talk more about uh, the world of sports coming up next here on the Saturday Show. Talking jazz, Utes, Cougars, and. Well, anything else that's rattling around in their brains. Is that what this is? At first, I hated it. What? And then I liked it. Damn right. This is the Saturday Show with Adrian Leiser and Jake Hatch on 97.5, 1280. The Zone. And the Zone Sports Network. Welcome back to the Saturday show. Thanks again for joining us. We are at Ashley Furniture today. Come on by, say hi. We got about a half hour left that we'll be here, but they are open till late tonight. They've got all of your home furnishing needs covered. And it's been a blast hanging out here. The salespeople here have been awesome, Adrian. We've had plenty of listeners come by and say hi. I love this place. I think it's awesome. It's a big store. Anything you need for your home can be found here, so come on by, check it out. Yeah, there's a bunch of people walking around checking out stuff. We just talked to a guy about the Women's World Cup. He's yeah. excited for it. 
He's a youth soccer official, and, yeah, he's, he's excited for That's actually going to be an exciting time. U.S. women's team should be stacked once again, looking to repeat as World Cup champions. Hopefully they can pull it off. I, I, I think they've got the pieces, but as we've seen, teams like Japan can get them. I, I'm a big fan of the Women's World Cup, or the World Cup in general. Yeah. And both of them, I love watching our women's national team play because they're so good. They are good. They and, are. Uh, and the nice part is we have, we have national team members from multiple national teams playing here professionally with the Utah Royals. I think that's pretty another cool f- yeah. f- facet. Is like, How these, are they doing? Uh, they're actually they're top of the league right now. Sweet. They're p- taking on their co-leader in the league tonight at 5 o'clock as well, the Washington Spirit who are led by former, uh, if I'm not mistaken, former BYU star Ashley Hatch. Is that at home? It's actually on the road. They're, oh, out, okay. they're out in Maryland playing the Washington Spirit out Bummer. there. So both RSL and the Utah Royals, both on the East Coast tonight, both at 5 o'clock, so you can track both of those matches. Wow, that sounds good. All right, uh, we're, we're going to try to let you hear from Admiral Schofield from yesterday. and uh, But until then, oh, why don't we? Let's do that right now. There's a little technical difficulties from Tennessee big man uh this is a guy that a lot of jazz fans have looked at and thought he would be a great fit for the jazz very personable and here's his workout audio from yesterday how the workout was from your point of view workout was great uh elevation is serious uh, <laughs> uh I mean I mean I'll start from when I first got here I mean the mountains are beautiful uh with the with the white tops on the with the snow on the top it's just beautiful uh being here great facility um I think you can tell that you know, they got a great organization here just by the vibe in the gym. Uh, the workout went well. Uh, very competitive. Every guy here competed. Um, and it was a mostly wing group, so got to compete and show my versatility. So I was I was happy for that. Do you get a sense of what the team was looking to, uh, to see from you? Uh, honestly, I, I think it was just really to see if I could guard. Um, and also my IQ, uh, see how I play the game and see how I shoot the ball. Uh, I didn't shoot as well as I wanted to. Um, I didn't shoot bad at all, but didn't shoot as great as I wanted to. I always want to go out and shoot great. Uh, but I know they know I can shoot the ball. Um, everything was on, online, great strokes. So uh, at this time, it's just about getting the recovery and uh, hoping, you know, what I did today, you know, helps me down the line coming into June 20. June 20. Well, you mentioned your versatility. What do you like to showcase in, in these workouts that teams may not know? Uh, be, being able to guard on the perimeter. Also being able to go down low, shake it up, and, and guard the bigs and be able to be physical, uh, be a physical presence on the boards and on the glass. But also uh, just showing them my IQ, showing them that I can set screens and roll and sh- set screens and pop and be a four or be, you know, a little bit of a small ball five or, you know, just be versatile, be able to stretch the floor. But also just showing them how much energy I have um, and how much I want to guard the ball, how much I want to um, affect the, the ball handler and, and uh, the jump shooter. Um, and that's really what I want to come out and show. And also show my charisma uh, and guard on the floor and show my energy. What do you know about the Jazz? What have you seen from them over the years? I think the biggest thing I've seen, uh, well, well, growing up, I used to watch a lot of Michael Jordan documentaries. So seeing John Stockton and Carl Malone in the pick and roll was, you know, bread and butter for, for the Jazz organization. Um, but, you know, as the years progressed, they've always been right on the brink. Um, and then and they went and hit a little rough patch. And then now they're, they're right there. Uh, they're right in the mix. And, you know, with the addition of Donovan Mitchell, tough guys like Jay Crowder, uh, Kyle Corver, um, you got – different guys that come in and, and, and compete. Um, they have a nice nice core, and I think that, you know, they, they, they need someone, you know, like my, my ability to, to bring toughness or just be a great teammate, uh, be a guy that comes in and help guys get better. Um, and then when I go in and affect the game and affect winning how I can. Um, but at the same time, you know, they're right on the brink. They're right in the mix. Uh, this year, you know, they played really hard. They played a really hard season. You know, the West Coast was uh, – the, the Western Conference was just amazing this year, I mean, competitively. Um, and, you know, they're right in the mix. Uh, so, you know, Maybe some of that caught up to them in playoffs, and they're probably a little tired. But at the same time, 
you know, that's no excuse for them. And they know that. And they, 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 they want to get better. And, you know, hopefully I can help be that answer and help them get better. Kind of a weird question, but I, one of the comparisons I've heard for you is Jake Crowder here at Dez. Is that something you agree with? Do you see that as I well? Do. And what do you- yeah, coming into the league, uh, my first three or four years, I want, I want that's the role I want to take on. I want to be a junkyard dog be able to guard multiple positions um, and, and knock down open shots on the kickouts. Uh, but I think the biggest thing is just knowing my role. You know, coming in, the best way I can help a team, help an organization is defending. Defending and, and playing my role. You know, making the extra pass, knocking down the open corner three, knocking down the transition three when it's kicked to me. Um, and not being afraid to shoot it, but also knowing who's on the floor with me. Getting those, those star players, you know, more shots, getting them open um, and putting them in great position. But also spacing the floor so that if they get in trouble, I'm there to help them out. Um, and, you know, my mindset is I want to come in. I want to affect winning. It's not about positions. It's not about uh, playing time. It's just about coming in and, and affecting winning for me. And uh, however I can do that. But I know with the type of mindset I have and the way I learn and my ability, you know, I'll pick up quickly. And I want to be on the floor. I want to be on the floor to help win. But at the same time, I'm ready to learn. I'm ready to, to affect winning. Uh, draft that draft that man now. Okay, you're all in with him, huh? Wow, what a that you're all in with a the admiral. Fantastic interview out of Admiral Schofield. Um, clearly, a guy who did his research uh-huh. about the Utah Jazz Very before rare. coming in. Yep. Um, he even said, "I want to defend and I want to hit the corner three when it's kicked out to me. I want the open corner three. I want to get shots for those star players. That's the guy who knows uh, what's going on here in Salt Lake City. He did his research. I am." Very positive that he, and I haven't been told this, but based on that, I'm sure he went into his interview with the management and did very well. He's got a lot of personality, a lot of charisma, and that was it was a pleasure to talk to him. He came up because there are guys, when we go to those pre-draft workouts, there are guys that come up, that, and they're all just coming off the court. They're all sweaty and whatnot. And they're not used to playing at elevation. Elevation, and they're all out of breath. You can hear him a little bit. But there are some there. guys that come up that are just kind of like, okay, let's get this over with. Other guys come up and like, Admiral yesterday came up and he's like, "Hey guys, how's it going?" Like yeah. just friendly as all get out, and it was awesome to to talk with him. He understands what he's going to have to do to play in the NBA, and that's a credit to him because he understands. Hey, I am a tweener in terms of my size and my ability and whatnot, but I can do these things, and I see the NBA. There's a role for that, and I'm happy to take on that role. Well, and he compared himself to Jay Crowder. Jay Crowder's that similar way. He yeah. is. He's not very tall for a power forward no six which is seven what he plays yeah. and but he's a big guy obviously yes. we all know how he uh how big jay crowder is but he doesn't back down it sounds like admiral knows that maybe to get himself in a solidified spot in the nba because some of these players can come in and go so fast that he has to be that tough player who defends and can hit some shots and in today's nba you better be a guy who can come and play hard defense and hit a three-pointer yes Absolutely. If, especially if you're six seven. Yeah, exactly. If you're going to be that, like I said, that tweener, you've got to be able to shoot from the outside. And I, I like the, I like his awareness of his game and yeah. how he thinks he can fit into the NBA. I think a lot of these kids come in. I say kids, but they're old enough. They're adults. But these college young athletes, men. young men, these college athletes come out and they maybe I don't want to say they're dishonest, but they don't want to sound like they have a weakness when they're doing these things. Well, and yeah. I don't think that's how he came. I think he, like you said, I think he came off as an honest, he honestly has broken down his own game and he still believes that he would be a great uh, contributor to a team like the Utah Jazz. Well, he, he acknowledged the type of role he could have on a team. 
and that's and there's that's a valuable role in this NBA in this, this day and age of the NBA. Versatile guys who can guard multiple positions are unselfish with the ball, can knock down that open corner three like he mentioned. That will carve out a career for yourself, mm-hmm. no problem. And I'm interested to see where a guy like Admiral Schofield ends up. But man, he'd be a good jazz fit based on like, that, that four minutes yeah. I just heard. <laughs> he was he was very charismatic. It was awesome to catch up with him. It seems like uh, I don't know. I bet everybody came out. I'm sure you looked around and everybody came out of that like, oh, that's a that's a good young man. Yeah, right no, there. yeah, absolutely. And you heard the guys um, screaming in the background. The other uh, guys doing workouts. What was going on with that? And it's a credit. I don't see this a lot with a lot of these workouts. Um, Brian Bowen, I think uh, a couple of the guys who were part of that workout were actually doing like a three-point competition around the arc against hmm. one another, competing when they didn't necessarily have to. It was actually really cool to see that. These guys were having a good time. They probably run, run into each other multiple times yeah. on the road when they do these workouts, but they were actually having a good time. So you heard them kind of hollering in the background, whooping and hollering, and they were having a good time with it. And that was outside of the actual workout. They were all done. They were just they were getting shots up. It was cool to see them competing. There are guys that like to compete, and it's cool to see when that see that take place when it doesn't have to take place, if that makes sense. Yeah, and the jazz, they have a hard workout. The well, yeah, Jazz, the, the jazz 100, it's, it's yes. It's a tough workout. The Jazz 100 shooting drill is tough. Uh-huh. Uh, they Walt has always said, I, like, I want to see how they do at elevation. Because, of course, Walt Perrin knows at least 42 of the games are going to be here. Yeah. You don't want a guy who can't handle it. Yeah, so – or he, 41 games. Sorry. Well, if you include preseason, it's yeah. 42 or more. Come yeah. on, yeah. So, But they 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 are smart about that. They want to make sure these guys are in shape when they come in here because this is a fan base. The, speaking of the Utah Jazz, their fan base, they understand basketball. They they understand when a guy comes in and is given his all, and they don't like guys who are out of shape. Nope. So they, the Jazz make sure during these workout periods that this is a guy who's motivated to take care of his body and can contribute at a high level, at least conditioning-wise. And uh, if you want to hear any of the uh, Zone's coverage of dra- uh, Jazz workouts, they're always posted there at 1280thezone.com. So mm-hmm. head over there, and you can listen to all these players who come through uh, and work out for the Jazz. All right, coming up on the other side, we're going to wrap things up here from Ashley Furniture and I'll let you know some of the deals they've got going on the rest of the weekend. Mm-hmm. Uh, talk Movie Zone, as that's coming up at 4 o'clock with Austin and myself, and our picks for Game 2 of the NBA Finals. That's all coming up here on the Saturday Show. Wake up, gentlemen. This, let's get you some, is the Saturday show with Jake Hatch. Good homegrown talent. And Adrian Lizer. On 97.5 and 1280. The Zone. And the Zone Sports Network. <laughs> Welcome back. Wrapping things up here on the Saturday show. Adrian Lizer, Jake Hatch, as you heard in that musical number. Uh, talent Chapel. Uh, here and Will Smith back in the studio doing a great job for us as always. Will needs a double shout out just for the work he's put in today on yeah. the opens. And oh everything. man, Will and I go so far back. I've known Will a long time. I've known Will when ever I since I got in- into the industry. When I was a little little old intern back at the old trolley zone. Okay, yeah. Sending me to get pizzas. Trolley, trolley corners Those way back the in the day. Yep. But uh, Will did a great job today. Talent as well. We're wrapping things up. Here from the Ashley Furniture Home Store. Remember, don't uh, don't miss it. Come on down. They've got their 90% off on some merchandise back in the clearance section. And also just check out the clearance section because if it's not 90% off, there's great deals back there yep. on mattresses and furniture and uh, 
things to go on the wall, things like that. So make sure you head back there. You can also come in for a free comfort test on the most recommended bed in America and get a $25 gift card. Uh, they've extended their memorial savings, so there's uh, four ways to save on those, so you can come in and check out those ways. Uh, you can also finance your purchase for up to six years with no interest or take advantage of that no-credit-needed lease option. So come down, walk around. With, uh, we talked to a salesman who's from Adelaide, Australia, has been mm-hmm. in Salt Lake City for 31 years. Big fan of Joe Ingalls. Cause from the same area as Joe. Uh, yeah. One's from Happy Valley. He's from Hope Valley. Yep. Uh, there's so... Right there. Australian presence here at Ashley Furniture Home Store. Make sure you come on by. They'll be here open the rest of the weekend. Yeah, absolutely. It's been a blast to be yep, here. It has. It's been a good time. The people here are great. They've all come by and said hi. And uh, we've been talking sports with everybody around here today. Mm-hmm. Uh, speaking of sports, Jake, tomorrow, 6 o'clock Eastern, or 6 o'clock Mountain, sorry, the Warriors and the Raptors game two. Of course, the Raptors up 1-0. How do you see this game going tomorrow night? Um, I think that Golden State's going to make their adjustments. I think they're going to squeak one out here and make it 1-1. But I think it's going to be a tight, tight game. Cause Not like game one. It wasn't really that tight. It wasn't that tight. I think it's going to be a lot tighter. Toronto, of course, they're going to have the home crowd behind them like they had in game one. That Jurassic Park is going to be just going insane. But I think that Golden State is going to even things up. But it will be a thriller, I think. I th- Yeah. Oh, it's so hard to pick this game. I want to pick the Warriors because I think they're amazing. Yeah. But it seems like maybe the Raptors have found a way, have found the answer defensively to try to slow these guys down. They have the horses to, to yeah. go man for man. Now, I don't believe Siakam's going to have 32 again. He's not going to 14 to 17. I also don't think Kawhi Leonard's only going to be 23 and have kind of a pedestrian game like yeah. uh, based on his standards. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. So I'm going to go. I'm going to say the Raptors get a 2-0 lead heading back to Golden State. We've got a real series on our hands if that happens. If they can take a 2-0 lead back to the Bay Area, holy cow. There's going to be all kinds of chatter about the Warriors. And you you better believe that the pressure will be on Kevin Durant to get back on that court. Yeah, I think we've certainly answered the question, are they better without KD, which was a dumb question, I thought. Although I had a professor once who said there are no dumb questions, only dumb answers. So it was okay. maybe a bad answer okay. to a question. Are they better without Kevin Durant? Obviously they're not. He's one of the best players mm-hmm. in the history of the game. Yep. So him coming back, do you expect to see him, though? I don't. I'm not convinced that that injury is not major in terms of just keeping him out. Right, and I'm, I'm also not convinced that it's just like it's about his next destination. It's about the New York a business decision, and yeah. let's just not get let's not make anything worse it going into next season. Easily could be that. I just when he got injured like he did, the way he was walking, and people were like, "No, it's just a calf strain." And I'm like, "Right." So it wasn't an Achilles explosion <laughs> like everyone said on Twitter. Yeah, I just I'm not convinced that he's going to be if he if he does get back on the court in this series. He's not going to be the Kevin Durant we have known for some time. I agree. All right, uh, so that's coming up tomorrow night. Make sure you. I think it's the only basketball we've got for the next little while, so you might as well enjoy, enjoy it. it. The yeah. NBA season is coming to a close in the next week or so. Uh, Warriors-Raptors, 6 o'clock. Check it out. That's on, uh, looks like it's on ABC, ABC tomorrow yep. night. So uh, coming up on the other side, it's time for the Movie Zone with Austin and myself. I'll be zooming on up to the studio to do the Movie Zone. But our poll question of the week, favorite biopic hmm. movie based on someone's life or a part of their life, what do you got for me? What was the one Gary Oldman was uh, portrayed uh, Winston Churchill? Oh, what was that called? I don't remember the name of it, but that movie 
was fantastic. Gary Oldman, I think, Won captured, the Oscar. Yep. captured everything about um, what Winston Churchill was during World War II, kind of his rise to power and everything, what he was able to do. I thought that one was very good, so I'm going to go with that one as my nomination this week. That's a good one. Good yep. choice. I don't remember the name of it, so I'm sorry. So just Google Gary Oldman, what Winston is Churchill. That it's like Dark Shadows. Dark Dark Shadows is another movie. That one was an awful movie. That was with um, Johnny Depp Johnny as a vampire. <laughs> that was an awful movie. All right, keep talking, Jake, because I need to look what this I is. I don't remember the name of that one. Is One other one that I really enjoyed, and I know that it's sensationalized in some ways, but I still feel like they treated it quite well, was um, uh, The Darkest blind... Hour. Darkest Hour. Yeah, there yeah, you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Was actually The Blind Side. I think yeah. profiling this, the – life and times of what Michael Orr overcame to do what he's done in the NFL. I thought that was a pretty good one. And Sandra Bullock and the rest of the cast in that movie, I think, did a good job surrounding it. All right. So there's Jake's answers for that poll question. Stay tuned. The Movie Zone's coming up next. For Jake, Talon, and Will, I'm Adrian Leiser, and we'll talk to you next Saturday here on the Zone Sports Network.